eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast, everybody. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. With me, Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, man. We got to talk about this JT Daniels thing. He's on campus. He's there. He's working out. He's uh, he's getting kind of integrated into the team. We're going to talk a little bit about maybe the prospects of, of him getting a waiver and what that might mean. And then in the second half of the show, it's mailbag time. We're going to answer some specific questions from our uh, members over at Dogs 24-7. Right now, 30% off an annual subscription, or you can get your first month for free. So come check us out over there. Uh, Kip. JT Daniels is in town. Uh, you've been getting some information as far as this thing goes. Uh, d- d- throw it on us. Dish it to us. I was told by a trusted source that JT Daniels arrived at Georgia last Thursday, has already been involved in a couple workouts, and the the feedback so far, I mean, super early, like I said, not even a week in, but that he that he's looked impressive in what he's been doing and the receivers are already kind of uh you know speaking very positively about him and and, you know and and very fond of him so far they're already loving on him so that's what you want to hear i mean those are your quarterback's best friends are his pass catchers and i think uh so far he's got off on the right foot and again overall he's there now and so now, you know, they have another quarterback in the group to to push everyone, whether that's in practice, whether that's an actual competition, we'll come to find out. But Georgia's officially added, you know, a another highly talented quarterback to to the roster. Absolutely. And I don't think that this is something that's been brought up yet. But when when you talk about JT Daniels being there, and, and obviously there's a waiver thing, and I'm gonna, I'm going to ask Rusty about that in just a second because I think he's got some got some thoughts there. But when when you bring him in, and even when you're not sure about the waiver, the heat is still on. Like even for a short period until until it's announced that he's not going to get a waiver, uh, then and we don't know if he is or not. But until that's announced, then the heat is on Jamie Newman. The heat is on the other guys in, the, in, in that room. And, and the competition is still fierce. Everybody's focused. Everybody's locked in. And that's what you want from the jump. And so I think that's something that can maybe have an impact while this thing kind of swings in limbo. As far as it's swinging in limbo, Rusty, what are you hearing as far as a, a potential waiver? What are your thoughts on that? You know, when this first broke, I guess, what, a week ago, um, about 10 days ago, when all this kind of broke, through 
everyone, um, the, the consensus was what I was hearing, you know, 50, 50, look, I don't know what the waiver is. I don't know what the waiver is. Okay. So I, I'm not going to speculate. I don't even know behind the scenes. I haven't asked anybody what the, the, the circumstance he's pl- applying for the, uh, transfer waiver. But I will say that, um, as the last couple of days, and matter of fact, one of the, the my most trusted sources in 24 seven as a, as a network, we all depend on each other and, that's the best part of 24 seven. I'll tell you right now behind the scenes, the, the ability to work as a network. And that's something that starts at the top with Shannon Terry. You know, if you're not a network guy, you're, you're not here eventually. Uh, but I did talk to someone this morning and he brought the information to me. He said, Hey, talk to a, a coach at the school I cover. And he thinks JT Daniels is going to get eligible. Uh, he says, that, you know, the thought process there is he already missed an entire year with an injury. So he's already had to kind of sit out. And, uh, you know, and, and now he's coming back. Are they going to make him set another year? Uh, so, you know, ten, five, six, seven days ago, I was saying it was 50-50. You know, I don't want to put percentages, and people know I don't do percentages on recruits. I hate doing that. But I would say the odds are a lot more in favor, based off what I've heard lately, that he is going to get eligible. So we'll, we will see. But that's kind of the consensus, you know, from people outside the Georgia market. And, and uh, you know, again, one of my best sources at 24-7 talked to this morning, and he told me that, you know, a coach at his school said, uh, you know, the, the kid at Georgia is going to get eligible. We feel like he's going to get eligible. So that's going to lead us to another question, Jake. <laughs> you know, if if we start off August and JT Daniels is good to go, now is his knee good to go? I, I don't know that. I do know that I believe um, – Kip may know, Jake, you may know, I, I believe time and clean some things up maybe, and it wasn't a total – uh, surgery. It was a, a go in and clean something up. So, you know, I don't know if he's going to be ready August 1st. I don't know that part, but if he is eligible and if he is healthy, Jake, that's going to create another question. No doubt about it. But I still think it's a, it's a good thing. It's a oh, very yeah. good thing. And, yeah. and, and, you know, I kind of tend to agree, you know, we had, we had that interview with Greg McElroy last week and I kind of agree with Greg. I think it's a tall task for JT Daniels to come in and unseat a fifth year senior, a guy that, that, that has been on, I mean, listen, JT Daniels could come in and have this major impact right away in terms of the guys and, and, and winning over the room and stuff like that. But Jamie Newman's been texting with these guys and Zoom calling with these guys, and he was doing walkthroughs, and he was doing the pre, you know, the, the winter workouts with these guys. And, and there's already that. Uh, it, maybe he, he's already gotten a little bit of a head start, start in terms of, like, uh, at least from a classroom standpoint, from a study standpoint of getting to know Todd Monk's playbook. I still really would like Jamie Newman's odds of winning that quarterback battle but I still think that it also it makes Jamie Newman better. Even if Jamie Newman wins it, he he's still going to be made better by the idea that that he's got JT Daniels pushing him, and and he's going to have three other guys pushing him too. You know, I mean, Dwan Mathis and, and and Stetson Bennett and Carson Beck, they all have scholarships from Georgia for a reason, and it's because they're good players. But you know, it's it's a thing where you know I, I still it's what you can you can think and kind of project all you want about getting a waiver from the NCAA. I just so unpredictable. And, you know, we'll see if it actually happens. And, and, you know, it's obviously sounding like it's very possible. And these things have tended to favor quarterbacks here in recent years. But ultimately – Jake, let me cut in right here too. Let me make make a statement here with this. You know, one of the sources, I'm sure me and Kip are talking, you know, some of the same people. Me and Kip don't even have to talk to each other about it, you know, what we're getting from different sources. But 
you know, a good source around this told me that, look, he's coming to Georgia, and if he gets eligible and he doesn't win that job, he is okay waiting his turn. Uh, not saying he's, you know, saying, hey, I'm not getting that job, but it's not going to be one of those situations where if JT Daniel comes here and Jamie Newman beats him out and has a year, he's going to take off in January. He's coming to Georgia because of the pieces around this school, around that team, and what he thinks the future can be and what he can do for it. So uh, I don't want to say that he is conceding the job. I'm just saying he has made it known. I'm here. Uh, I'm going to wait my turn. And, and I thought that said a lot about him, and I heard that from a really, really good source on this. So, you know, it's not going to be those situations where I think Georgia fans are going to be like, oh, no, is he going to take off and leave? Is this going to be an issue in the locker room? That kind of thing. If Jamie Newman does indeed uh, keep that job, win that job, I don't think you're going to see JT Daniel being an issue or going somewhere else. He's going to wait his time and his opportunity at Georgia. Gotcha. And and that makes a lot of sense because, I mean, going somewhere else would be very hard to do if he gets an immediate waiver to play. I mean, if he just up and goes somewhere else immediately, he's probably not going to get another, probably going to have to set out another year. And then, you know, then he didn't start. He, he, he got hurt, missed a whole year, didn't start, missed a year, and then probably going to have to sit out if he goes somewhere else too. So, you know, th- this thing stacks up really well for Georgia. You wonder, and, and you, well, you don't really wonder, you probably know that Kirby Smart had all this kind of mapped out in his head before this whole thing went down because he's just that kind of guy. He's kind of detail-oriented like that and, and knew that uh, something would – he had kind of a backstop there for, for next season. And and it's also just good to have a guy that's got that mentality coming into the season and is kind of in it for the long haul, so to speak, even if the long haul is two to three years. Uh, Kip, uh, just got a little little tidbit from you here on the, on the side. What you got as far as JT Daniels' injury situation? Yeah, I mean, right now it's he's getting better in that area. I, I don't believe that he's fully cleared yet to, to run around. I think right now the key is that uh, his arm feels great, and I was told from a source that saw him throw that the the ball is, is very tight. I think that the humidity is actually helping him in that area as far as just that, that transfer from, from Southern Cal to Georgia – it's uh, the the ball is is really zooming in there and, and hitting tight windows. So that's kind of the feedback I've gotten so far uh, on, on JT from from those who have seen him, you know, throw and and seen him arrive at on campus at Georgia. And again, with the nature of the way Jamie Newman plays the quarterback position, big physical guy, they're going to use him in some power run situations. He he's he's the type of guy that's going to extend plays and take a few hits. Having a guy like JT Daniels back there uh, at any point during the season is going to be massive. And not only that, you got to also consider JT Daniels used a red shirt last year. So you're not sitting here worried about trying to preserve a year of eligibility for him. So mop-up duty, if he doesn't win the starting job, you can bet he's going to be in the ball game whenever they can get him in the ball game and get him involved and get him ready and keep him sharp. Because I always I keep pointing back to that September, that early September game next year at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte against Clemson because that's going to be a big one. And all of a sudden, Georgia's going to have the quarterback with, with some significant experience in that game unless something crazy happens between now and then, and that's really important. Anything to add on JT Daniels before we go to the break, guys? I'll yeah. take that as a no. Uh, all right, we're going to jump into a break real quick. And then on the other side – 
We're gonna talk. We're gonna answer some mailbag questions and some. I gotta. I gotta give our folks over at the junkyard, over at Dogs Twenty Four Seven, some credit. Some really good mailbag questions. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, here we go. We've all picked one that we're going to answer, and uh, I'm going to throw it to uh, Rusty first. And uh, Rusty, uh, you've got a question here uh, from our board about Keely Ringo and what he can do in year one. If you want to give the poster a shout out, go ahead. But what do you think Keely Ringo can do in year one? Well, you put me on the spot there, so I got to go back and uh, see who did that. But one of our one of our posters um, asked about the potential of Keely Ringo and his impact as a freshman defensive back. And listen, I've had the opportunity to see Keely Ringo twice compete. And this is from Dog CFP, by the way. And, uh, you know, longtime member, 78 months. Give you a little street cred there. But with, with Keely Ringo, I got a chance to see him last year at the Adidas National Championship uh, last March. And first time you see that kid, you're like, man, I, he's 200 pounds. And we all know the speed. He's a 10, 300, 10 400 guy. Um, and then we got a chance to see him at the All-American Bowl out in Texas and and just spend some time around him. Keely Ringo, if he's not a high NFL draft pick in a couple of years, something went wrong. Okay, I don't know if he's going to be a first-rounder, second-rounder, or, or, you know, around that range. He checks every single box there is. Uh, you know, there's only about three or four of those guys per class. Georgia got one in him. I will say this. You look at Eric Stokes, potential first-round draft pick. DJ Daniel, who has who has outplayed expectations – um, he's basically taking a five stars, you know, a lot of Tyson Campbell's minutes. And then you look at Tyson Campbell, who had a really, really good second half of the season last year. You know, he's a third year player now. So I don't know how much Keely Ringo is actually, he's going to play every special team. He's not red shirt. He's going to play every special team, in my opinion, probably. And he'll probably play some in some packages. But I don't know that he's going to be a major contributor this year, but it doesn't mean that. He won't play next year and be the be a guy, be a starter in two years. To me, Keith Ringo's a three and out guy, and, and, and if you're recruiting the right ones, that's what he'll be. Uh, you look at, you know, it kind of reminds me a lot of Patrick Sertain, you know, the young man that played with Tyson down at American Heritage and wound up going to Alabama. He's a projected first rounder now with that size. Keely Ringo is so big, he is so big. He's two hundred five pound guy, you know, probably, and uh, you know, just very good. His makeup. You know, he is a very focused individual coming here. So he's going to play. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know that he's going to be playing that meaningful minutes this year, uh, barring any type of injury. But 
he's going to be a big-time player at Georgia. No question in my mind. And I think he's going to be a three-and-out guy. Um, I think he's going to be a good fit for Georgia. And it was a hell of a get for for, for Dan Lanning and those guys. And, and Nick Williams was a guy now. Uh, you know, people talk about up-and-comers. You know, Keely Ringo made it very clear to me in, in Texas that, that Nick Williams was a guy that he'd met here at Georgia, uh, helped recruit Georgia, helped, you know, he helped re- uh, recruit Keely Ringo here. And he spent a lot of time around that, those, those um, scavenger hunts, the spring games, those official visits. I mean, him and Nick Williams really, really hit it off. And, and, and there were some guys involved there. So uh, Keely Ringo may not play as much as you think. I had no hesitation saying this guy's going to be three and out if he goes continues on the path he's going to in Athens. I just wonder if if he might end up having a little something in common with Brandon Boykin, and that is being the next Georgia defensive back to be a big-time factor in a return game. Because when you look at his film and you watch him play running back, you're like, man, this kid can this kid can do some things with the ball in his hands. And I just wonder if he's not going to end up getting an opportunity to do that. I know you don't want to thrust a freshman into that kind of role, but you're also dealing with a 6'2", 205-pound guy that, that – feasibly every, can every bit of that can break every tackles. bit of that every bit yeah. of that yeah it can absolutely break tackles and and he's fast and he can he can be a game breaker for you in the kick return game and guys even going back to Miko Hardman I mean even dipping back there who was a who was an all pro I'm sorry was it was a pro bowl NFL return man this past year Georgia has just hasn't gotten much out of the kickoff return game at the past few years and I think Keely Ringo might be a guy that can that could kind of help him out there um Kip you're up next, man. Uh, I can't even remember what uh, what uh, uh, question you chose, but I know that I wanted to choose it first. So which which question do you have? That sounds like me. That sounds like me. <laughs> well, uh, I, my question, I believe, was about the two weeks of practice time. You know, will it make up for the loss of spring football? And, and let me interrupt you real quick. That comes from our guy, D Brown 07. So that's from D Brown 07. And I, I, Kip, if you don't have it pulled up, I'll read it verbatim. It's uh, if the additional two weeks of practice time is granted by the NCAA, will that make the loss of spring ball not as much of a big deal? What would that timeline look like How in how they ramp up to the first game? First two weeks, purely technique work and installation, question mark. So that's it. If, if you guys are wondering exactly what that looked like. Yeah, and I believe if I read that r- r- correctly, I mean, D. Brown 07 is bringing uh, 184 months to the table. So uh, thanks for uh, being part of the site for, uh, if my math is right, over over 15 years. That's uh, that's dedication, and I, I, I am very appreciative of that. You know, I was initially I was taking this question and I was trying to apply it to specific, you know, players. But overall, if, if, they, if they finalize the plan, and it's going to allow schools to have, I believe, up to 12 unpadded, you know, uh, slow speed practices, walkthroughs, basically, during the two weeks before what the typical preseason begins in August. So, you know, right now that that would add an extra uh, 20 hours per week, I believe, of countable athletic related activities. You know, the, these walkthroughs will be part of that, along with the weight training, the conditioning, film study meetings. So it's not going to completely replicate what they lost in spring football, obviously. Uh, but it is a huge deal, and it does give 
uh, a program like Georgia a chance to implement their offense and to, you know, provide the the players that, you know, didn't even get a chance to even go through that in the spring to kind of get caught up a little bit. So I think, you know, under under that plan, the voluntary activities go through, I believe, a month from now, uh, July 10th, July 12th. And depending on when your team's first game is, and then you would have the two weeks of summer access, uh, which is, again, that's the weight training, that's the conditioning, that's the film study. And then you get to the end of July, you're going through walkthroughs, and then you basically have a month before the team's first, first game. So they're basically wanting all programs to get a full four weeks of standard preseason before playing a game. So I think... It's not about replacing the spring. It's about allowing programs to get a full offseason, a summer offseason in place to be fully prepared for this upcoming season. So the spring football, it's lost. For the schools that didn't have it, I mean, that's that's gone and out the window. So I, I think this is really just about allowing teams to get acclimated for the upcoming season and, and to get prepared. And I mean... Obviously, Jamie Newman is a huge benefactor of any additional time allowed through walkthroughs, film room, any of that. I mean, he's trying to develop a connection with his receivers. They're able to do seven on seven on their own right now. He's going to utilize every minute he can. But there are other players that will definitely benefit from this as well. I mean, I I can't go without saying Broderick Jones. You know, no 2020 guy has more to to gain from this than him. I mean, he's coming in, he's 6'6", he's a very lean 285 pounds, you know, no no bad weight on him right now. You know, anytime he can get in the, in the weight room is going to help them in, you know, Scott Sinclair's conditioning program, getting in there with uh, Collier Perno, the director of football performance nutrition, getting him to get more muscle, more good body weight to his body, keeping that athleticism gives him a better opportunity to compete for a spot in the two deep at left or right tackle, which again, we think Jamari Sawyer's got an outstanding chance of manning one of those spots. After that, the other three spots in the two deep are, you know, kind of up for grabs. And I think this, this added time would definitely benefit Broderick having a chance to get in there and and get that strength up to where he can make an impact in year one. And then kind of on the opposite side, opposite side of the football, opposite side of the nutrition potentially uh, spectrum is Jordan Davis. And you look at that defense last year, what they were able to do as far as stopping the run, as far as freeing up those linebackers, and as far as being disruptive in the backfield, I don't think there was a guy that was more important to what they wanted to do schematically than Jordan Davis. I, I think – he was the key to that run defense being the best in the country and his ability to consistently push the pocket back and also get to the quarterback is kind of in my mind that X factor as far as Georgia really taking that next step, potentially having an even better defense this year and and fielding, you know, the top defensive unit in the country. And that's really going to come down to where he is with his body. You know, this, you know, being quarantined, being at home, where is he right now? Where Where is he with his weight right now? And Kirby Smart's mentioned it before. Keeping it in check is important. 
and being able to get into Georgia's facilities right now and, and, and get with, with the coaching staff, the support staff there is going to be vital to that. And, and where he is is going to really say a lot about, you know, what Georgia is able to do the, you know, the first month of the season. Uh, so I, th- I think that it's critical for him to be in the best shape possible to be able to play the most snaps possible. And if they can make the most out of this extra time, maybe there's not a drop off and, and maybe he, you know, has that big year, that third year that, that we think he's capable of. Yeah, no doubt about it. It, it definitely helps the big guys, the guys that need to kind of maybe get into to better shape and, and all of that. And, and I'll say this too, and I've said it over and over and over again. I feel like a broken record, but these coaches do not want 30, 40 practices in July and August before the season starts. They just don't want it. It's it's counterproductive. You don't want to deal with that. I mean, it, maybe if there was like a couple of weeks there before the start of, of, of preseason camp where they could go two, three times a week maybe – but, but that's as far as it would go. You, you wouldn't have them using five, six practices a week like they do in preseason camp. And, uh, and that's just not in, that's not on, in the cards at, at all. Uh, my question comes from Hunker Down. Uh, he says the dogs have a lot of room to grow uh, and improve on offense. Uh, but, but what areas does the defense need to improve? And, and I'm going to go question by question by question here because he's got a few – First and foremost on defense, they got to create more turnovers. They got to create more negative plays, and and they don't have to. I, I may I may word that wrong because 12.6 points a game last year without creating very many turnovers and without creating a ton of negative plays. But Georgia gets all of its impact guys back. Kip noted that 28 sacks returned on the board earlier this week. Uh, that you know, 16 turnovers last year, and the guy who was responsible or had a hand in about nine of them is Richard LeCount. He's back. The, the secondaries is experienced as it's been in a very long time. The linebackers are experienced. I mean, there's just there's all sorts of guys on that defense that are going to play integral roles. They've played a lot of football. There's no reason to expect those things not to get better, but that's that, that's an area where I think it can really improve. Run defense was tremendous. Pass defense was tremendous. I mean, it, teams threw for some yards, but they did it on volume because Georgia was the nation's second-best team in, in average yards per pass attempt. Uh, you know, you look down the line, who who needs to step up on D? Defensive linemen, because Georgia has five proven guys. They played eight to nine last year, maybe sometimes ten. So they're going to want to get to a similar depth of rotation there. And uh, you're going to need to see three or four guys step up on the defensive line. And that takes me into the next question. What freshman has the best chance to come and steal someone's job? Love Jalen Carter, man. I don't know if you guys saw it on Instagram. He, did, he's, he was playing some one-on-one basketball in the Kobe Dean uh, barefooted. This dude's a horse. I mean, he's an absolute man child. He, he's, he's huge. He's a big dude. And, and, uh, I think he's going to be a type the guy that's going to be physically ready to kind of come in, got a tough road to hoe there with a couple seniors in front of him, that defensive tackle position. But I think he can very much help George out, carve out a role for himself and maybe even challenge those guys for a starting spot. It may take some time. And then how does Kirby smart keep this? How does Kirby smart keep this defense grounded? Listen, Kirby Smart gets his defense, keeps his defense grounded by by telling them that this a new year. Twelve point six points per game does not carry over. Nothing comes back. 
Nothing that they accomplished last year is relevant to this coming year. It's all there for confidence and to build off of and to try to improve upon. And listen, that's what Kirby Smart gets paid $7 million on average to do, is to get that group ready to push that defense's buttons. And, and listen, you saw it from Monty Rice here recently in the last few weeks where he you know, basically spoke out on Twitter and was like, hey, I've, I've played on defenses before that were supposed to be great, and they weren't because there was some complacency. There was some let up. And I think Georgia's got good leadership, and I think that's probably the number one tangible thing, number one thing Kirby Smart can organize into the this whole you know comeback situation is to is to isolate his leaders and to put it put it on their shoulders to say, hey, you got to get these guys ready to play. You got to get these guys and convince these guys that are going to be playing with you that you're just not any good as far as what you've done this year. That you've got to prove it all over again that it's a new year. And all of that's, you know, just kind of a really important way to go about it. Uh, but that's all we've got. That's that's our three questions for our mailbag. Uh, and and obviously we've covered the JT Daniels situation, the waiver, where everything's going. Uh, but that's this episode of Junkyard Duckass. I'll be on vacation next week. I'm sure Kip and Rusty will probably have something planned for you. If not, uh, then then we'll be back the week after that. But that's all we've got for now. I'm Jake Rowe with Dogs 24-7. They're Kip Adams and Rusty Mansell. And you guys take it easy. For drag queens to save the world. Drag queens save the world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. <laughs> Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms of life.